Welcome to Life in Purple, providing you with the latest from women entrepreneurs, amazing mums, human interest stories, and celebrity guests. Your host, Laura Sprague, discusses women's topics such as success, empowerment, perseverance, lifestyle, and much more. Laura also offers a fun and unique perspective while providing listeners with valuable tips on how to successfully conquer the many issues women may face. Come experience your life in purple. And now, here's your host, the life coach with the most, Laura Sprague. Hello, Lip Talk Nation. Welcome to Life in Purple. I'm your host, Laura Sprague, and thank you for listening to this special episode. Many of you have already responded to our previous episodes, and I am loving your feedback. It's such a difficult thing to switch to a positive mindset after years of being negative, but it first starts with a choice to do so. I have been inspired to continue serving and helping others be the best version of themselves. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to our previous episodes, you're missing out on some really valuable tips and action steps that you can make to stop the negative talk. If you have gleaned value from any of our amazing guests so far, visit liptalknation.com and there you will find more resources such as our coaching, blog, and much, much more. On our show today, we have no stranger to Lip Talk Nation, motivational speaker, entrepreneur, and best-selling author of Warrior Magnificent, Jamie Vernios, has been our number one guest so far that I had to have her back so that she can share more valuable tips on how we can conquer that negative voice inside our minds and truly be a shining light to others, and most importantly, learn how to be brave and be that Warrior Magnificent. I am honored and privileged to welcome back Jamie Vrinios. Welcome to the show, Jamie. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Super, super excited. Well, I want to say the same thing, Jamie, because the value that you shared last time, I really got great feedback. So I cannot wait for your information to get out to even more listeners. But for some of our listeners that are just getting to know you, Jamie, Will you share with us where you came from and maybe how you got your start? Yeah, I sure will. I um, actually was a single mom, um, a very, very young single mom on public aid and went from public aid to building my business. I went into medical cells and, you know, from government funding, the, the government paid for my college education and went from that to the medical field and went on to build my own business, you know, as a single mom. And so um, I really know what it's like to go from the pit to what what I call in my book, the palace, not literally in the literal sense, but just really making the right choices and surrounding yourself with the right people so that you can really propel yourself to where God has truly, you know, called every single one of us to be. So um, I know what it feels like, you know, I know what it feels like to not have any money to rub two pennies together and to really wonder, you know, how I'm going to get the bills paid and where that's going to come from to experiencing 
success and actually <laughs> experiencing the same kind of rejection. I always share with people that, you know, when I was poor and a single mom and had no money, people made fun of my children and made fun of me. And then when you're successful, you experience the same thing. So, you know, money and success does not immune you from rejection or people, you know, not supporting you. So you really have to develop the confidence in who you are and, and really what we're called to be to really walk that out. So that's just a little bit about my story. (laughs) I love what you just said about the rejection because we're going to get into that farther down in our interview. However, I really want to point out right now, because I know some of the listeners have written in and talked about this rejection, even in my own head, Jamie, when I got rejected, I would almost shut down. But I remember, and maybe you're the same way that you had this strong voice inside of you saying, no, you can do it you can do it. And so I want to know what that's like, Jamie, how you process that. Because you mentioned in your book, or you asked the question in your book, have you been rejected? And you said the answer is yes. So Jamie, how do you face rejection? Wow. Well, you know, everybody faces it. Everybody on this earth faces it. And for me, it was it was an extreme, you know, rejection to be disowned from your entire family, you know, as a single mom. And so, you know, you can face it and accept it. doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. It doesn't mean that you have to tolerate it. It just means that you walk away from it, you know, and that you don't get your confidence in people. You get your confidence in God. And there's a difference between self-confidence and God-confidence. And so for me, when I was at a point, and it's funny that we're doing this interview this time of year because, what was it, 20 years ago, you know, I was, you know, in positions of, of really, gosh, you know, am I even worth anything? Because when the holidays would come, and I talk about this in my book, you know, my children would go to be with their dad, but I didn't have any family to spend the holiday with. I was suicidal, and I had a choice to really acknowledge who I am, not in what someone thinks about me or what they've labeled me to be, but really what does God say? you know, about his daughter. And that's really where, you know, I had to make a decision. And when I talk about in the book, Dream and Live or Doubt and Die, that's in the literal sense, like literal, like, Jamie, you have a choice here. You know, you can focus on something besides yourself, you know, because God's created you for something besides yourself. You know, we're all created for others, actually, you know, our our gifts are for others. And, you know, and you've got a choice to make as to are you going to base your identity in people who had nothing to do, you know, with creating you, (laughs) don't have any idea what your DNA is like or, you know, what your destiny is, or are you going to put your confidence in God, the creator? And so I really made that decision and, and I was reminded consistently, you know, when I looked at my children that, hey, you know what, you're worth me fighting for. And I think that the reason the Warrior Magnificent to me is so important and why my relationship with God is so, so important. Even if you just have that one person, which I love what you do, Laura, that one person that's speaking encouragement into your life, it is so powerful because, you know, all you need is one. You just need one. And there were many times where I didn't even have that one, but I understood that God loved me and and loves me and loves every single person, you know, listening. And so that's where I decided to stand, you know, was instead of self-confidence, I was going to have God confidence. And when I met Marilyn, my mentor, she said, you know, Jamie, you're going to be with you forever. (laughs) People are going to come and go. People are going to die, you know, and you're going to be, you're going to be with you forever. So if you don't fall in love with you, we're going to have a problem. 
<laughs> that's the truth because people who have a hard time being by themselves, you know, a lot of times it's because we're listening to those voices that could be good voices or bad voices of what someone is has either encouraged or discouraged. And so it's important that that we really find our self-worth in what God says about us. And that is that, you know what, we've all been created fearfully and wonderfully made. And so that's really how I have handled rejection. Jamie, I've got to talk to Lip Talk Nation right now and break down what you just said and all the value that you offered. And I want to make sure they understand those simple steps. First of all, you called it extreme rejection, but you said you don't have to agree with it. Lip Talk Nation, I want you to understand. So if you're being rejected emotionally, physically, whatever type of rejection you are facing, you don't have to agree with it. Then she pointed out that it's confidence in God, not in people. So you have to really ask yourself that word confidence because Jamie, we talk about confidence and pride and they, to me, they are not the same thing. And you mentioned at the end of your answer, it's about, you got to fall in love with yourself. Your mentor mentioned you are going to be with you forever. And so you need to fall in love with yourself. And that was a very important message that you just delivered because that's the same message here at Lip Talk Nation, that you have to love yourself in order to love others. But you had a why in there and you said your why was your children. Lip Talk Nation, what is your why? I mean, if you can't look at your children right now and want to succeed, What do you want to fight for? So that's an excellent point, Jamie. Thank you so much. And then you said you only needed one person to believe in you, one person for encouragement. And you said at one point that you didn't have that, but believed in God. So Lip Talk Nation, so much value, but you don't have to agree with the extreme rejection that you are facing. And you also answered, Jamie, for me, that next question where you were talking about that fearless mindset And I cannot encourage Lip Talk Nation enough about that. That fearless mindset, dream and live or doubt and die. Thank you so much for sharing that part of your struggle in life and being vulnerable. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit. I absolutely love following you on social media, Jamie. Everything you post and my friends that are following you too as well love the encouragement that you put out there. I am going to say yes to whatever you put out and this is so good, but more people need to read them. You definitely are an inspiration and you often tell people to imagine, so that you mentioned in your book, imagine yourself being successful. Will you share with us the first step that we must take to do this and how it shapes our destiny? Yeah, I mean, I love to talk about this because the mind is the most powerful thing we have. And the battle, every day that battle is in the mind. It just is. And so God's given us an imagination. And so that can be a powerful thing. Or if you're in a negative mindset, it can be a very negative thing. And so our thoughts and our imagination can be bad or good. And so when you have good thoughts and powerful thoughts, you want to move forward with those thoughts. You know, many times people will get that really powerful vision or thought like, wow, you know, I could do that. Or, you know, God, he's a, he's a creative God. So we'll have a creative idea or we'll get excited about something and our spirit stirred up and it's like, dang, I know I can do that. And then all of a sudden that second thought may come there. And that second thought is what you don't go to. You have to take captive of that second thought because the second thought is where the battle starts. That's where fear tries to set in. And so with the imagination, you've got to realize that you've got to push yourself more towards the positive and the creative and the fun and the 
the joy of creating that next step to fulfilling your destiny than, you know, to entertain negative thoughts. Well, what if this happened or what if that happened? And so for me, you know, I've always imagined that next step. I, it's very easy for me to create that, that picture in my mind. And what from my experience over the last, you know, 23 years is that many people, when they're in an arena where I'm encouraging them, they'll get excited, you know, about their dreams and their visions. And then what happens is that they entertain the second thought. And many times that's influenced by the people that they're around. And I would say 99% of the time. So they, they're real excited. They leave this really positive call that we're doing or a really positive environment and they go home or they go back to the five people that they're around, which is a self-portrait of themselves. So you really need to look at that. And these people either have a positive or, or a negative impact on their thoughts. But the truth is we have control over that. We can take captive off of that second thought. So most people that I notice, they could be, you know, 50 degrees and then they could be 100 degrees and they could be 72 degrees when it comes to what they've imagined, which is very real. You know, <laughs> it's a very real thing. You know, if you can see it, you can have it. That's just the bottom line. If your mind can create it and you're willing to act on it and really stick with it, you can have it. God's not trying to torment us by showing us visions and pictures in our mind. And so um, he wants us to really have the faith to move forward with that. And so we can't be the thermometer. You know, we've got to be the thermostat. And so especially with women and that's where most of my experience is, is that their temperature, it needs to be 72 degrees. She said, I couldn't do it, 72 degrees, not 50 degrees. Well, he just walked out on me, 72 degrees. You know, they just quit on me, 72 degrees, where in most cases people will go 72 and then life happens and they, they take their dream to 50 degrees or maybe zero or maybe they put it back on the shelf. And so really disciplining your mind, which is your imagination, disciplining to keep yourself diligent and no matter what life happens 72 degrees she just quit on me 72 degrees they just said I was not an inspiration 72 degrees I just divorced 72 degrees you know my children are sick 72 degrees and so if I were to give advice to women and men but specifically I think we're probably getting a lot of women here it's get a grip on your emotions when it comes to really looking at your life and saying you know what I really want to see my dreams come true. And I've got to start with really taking captive my thoughts and staying 72 as I move forward, no matter what, no matter what's going on in the left and what's going on in the right. So the imagination is a God-given gift and we all have it, but we're taught, children are taught at a young age to ignore it, really, in school systems. But we've got to teach people to dream, to dream and allow that creative inspiration to flow and I'd love to see more of that. I know, Laura, you're very creative. That's one of the things I love about you. There's an energy that flows with that. So, Jamie, I am nodding my head yes and yes and yes. I wish you could see this, but I could not agree with you more exactly. You said the mind is a battlefield. Lip Talk Nation, did you hear Jamie say, discipline yourself to be diligent? But then she followed along with that, get a grip on your emotions. Jamie, I absolutely love that because I feel like that I needed to hear that exactly myself, even though I know it. So a lot of things that you are saying, people only need to hear. It's not that they don't know it, but sometimes when you hear it out loud, then you begin that process of thinking of what your dreams are, but going to that second thought. What a great point, because I know that I've experienced it myself, Jamie, when I get to that second thought, 
That's when that fear sets in. You said that. Lip Talk Nation, how many of you are willing to raise the temperature going from 50 degrees to 72 or even 100? Are you giving it your all? Do you have a grip, Lip Talk Nation, on your emotions? And that's exactly what you said. That mind is a battlefield. And yes, Life in Purple is about that. So I want to know, just to be real with us, Jamie, like you have been already, what are some of the questions that you believe fear comes from? I love that question, and, and I want to talk about that. There was a quote that I'm about to post today, but that's one of my favorite. I do want to bring up before I forget it, and that's first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. You know, Gandhi wrote that quote, and I, I just want to say for everybody, you know, so what if they ignore you? So what if they laugh at you? You know, if you believe it and you're willing to be diligent, it's going to happen. I just wanted to say that. Okay. So, um, well, I think two of the, the biggest fears are obviously fear of failure and fear of success. And fear of failure is, you know, well, what if I, I try this and I, and I fall down? Well, you're going to fall down and you're going to fall and fail over and over and over again. And that's how you get good. So I think that that is, you know, generally one of the, the biggest things that I deal with, you know, on an everyday basis with women and, and business people. Um, and then fear of success. Well, gosh, you know, with success means change. You know, it could mean change of, of the people that I'm around because, you know, the, the more successful you become, you kind of find out who your true friends are because a lot of people are uncomfortable with success. It makes them uncomfortable because you are literally following your dreams and, and you've busted out of the cage and, and many people are in a cage. They're in the nine to five cage. You know, they're, they're not really pursuing their passion. They're pursuing a paycheck. And so, you know, when they see somebody step out and actually are passionate about something they're convicted about and they're, that they want to do that actually has meaning behind it besides money, they're actually being motivated by conviction. It makes people uncomfortable. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing because ultimately it inspires them. You know, it really, truly does. And so the fear of failure, the fear of success, fear of rejection, everybody has it, but you just have to put it in its place because who cares? You know, I I think that when people leave our life, God's doing us a favor because a lot of times we try to hang on to people, but the truth is we need to let them go and really understand that people that are meant to be in our life, they'll celebrate us. And you should never have to force people to be in a relationship with you. That's just so dysfunctional. And so you just got to let, let it go and realize that God has people in your future that are going to be that great fit to encourage you along the way. So I think fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of success means change, change of circle. And for me, when I started my business, you know, as a single mom, I had just lost my corporate job. And it was very scary for me because, of course, I again, I had no one. I was living in Chicago. And so when, when I lost my job because I wouldn't compromise myself, I remember thinking, my gosh, you know, what's going to happen? But I remember asking myself this question, It was, and this is what it was. I called up my friend and I said, listen, I'm going to start my own business, but I need to know something. Because I had to get the fear out of the way. See, people have to get the, the fear out of the way. they got to get it out of the way. they got to deal with it. they got to face it. So I called her up and I said, okay, if I fall on my face in this, can I come live in your basement with my kids? I just need to know that because... I didn't have anything. I didn't have a home. I didn't own a home. I didn't have anything. So, you know, my thing was I I just got to make sure that I have a place for my children. Now, for some people, that just might be really simple. But for me, that was just the basics. Okay. And so I got it out of the way. 
And I think it holds a lot of people back. I think people try to keep up with the status quo and they try to keep up with their neighbor and they need to get rid of what's stressing them out and they need to think about what they dream about and they need to move forward with that and they need to ask themselves this question. If the fear is money, then you got to deal with that. If, if the fear is, gosh, what if I don't make enough money? Well, so what? Figure that out because if that's going to be the reason that holds you back, you'll never move forward. So for me... It was, no, you know what, I'm going to move forward. And I, I'm a true believer that if you're more afraid of running out of money than you are of running over with it, then you're never going to grow because that fear is going to prevent anything prosperous to come into your life, okay, because fear is not a good thing, and, and it will paralyze someone from moving forward. And where there's love, there's freedom, and there's just a freedom, there's a flow, and that's where we want to operate. It's just walking in that love. It doesn't mean you have to like people. It doesn't mean that you don't deal with maybe a minute of that second thought, but when you can train your mind to say, you know what, the minute that doubt tries to come in, I'm going to deal with it. It used to be when, when doubt came into my life or bad thoughts of, gosh, you're worthless. You have nobody. Nobody loves you. How did you end up like this? Which was very, very dark thoughts. But it used to be, okay, so you let that thought really smother your gifts out for a day. And then as you grow in your spirit and you grow and you mature in your relationship with God and who you are and whose you are, well, what happens is it goes from a whole day ruining your day to maybe it's an hour to then it's maybe a minute of your day. And then when you really have that God confidence, let's say somebody rejects you, something happens, hey, it's in and out. You deal with it because you know the truth. So the more truth that you infuse into yourself, the stronger you get. Jamie, you're exactly right. And I love how you pointed out the two fears. First, there's the fear of failure. And you said, what if I fall down? Because that's the question that people ask when they're especially faced with that business challenge, you know, or making that new decision. What if I fall down? And I love your response to that. So what? You're going to fall down. You're going to do it over and over again, but you're going to learn from it every time you fall down. And then you pointed out the fear of success. And I have experienced this myself. What if things change? You know, I don't like change, but I have found out that when I let things change and I follow what God is calling me to do, beautiful things happen, Jamie. You just said pursuing passion or are you pursuing a paycheck? Business listeners, I want to ask you that question. Are you pursuing your passion or are you pursuing that paycheck? You got to get out of the way of fear. Just like Jamie said, Lip Talk Nation, the people who are meant to be in your life will celebrate you. So ask yourself, like Jamie pointed out a little while ago, you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. And so what a great challenge that is, Jamie. You mentioned a lot of stuff. You got to continue to move forward. If you are afraid of running out of money, it will crush you. So that I wanted my listeners to understand, Jamie, that you have so much value to offer. I didn't want them to miss that. So I'm moving on to our next question. And I've asked you this before, but I love it. And I know we're going to have some new listeners and affirmations are huge here on the show. I know that I've challenge them all to say, I am beautiful. I will succeed. I am worthy. But I want to know if you will share again, what are some affirmations that you tell yourself on a daily basis? And and I love this. I'm a firm believer in affirmations. The way that I do them, of course, you know, I take bike rides. That's how I get my workout. So I'll go on a bike ride from, you know, Longboat Key through Lido Key, all the keys, you know, by by the ocean. And when I'm on my bike ride, 
and I do it in the morning, but, but I spend, you know, an hour and a half or so on my bike ride. And that's how I just am by myself, me and God. And, and so that's when I do a very large amount of affirmations. And so how I have developed my affirmations are get a piece of paper out and you write out your I am statements. You know, I know I mentioned this on the last call is that one of mine is I'm getting younger and younger every day, you know, full of vitality. I walk in divine health and I attract, I attract powerful, brilliant, decisive people into my life who want to make a contribution to this world. You know, I want to attract those kind of people. You know, that's who I want to surround myself with. So part of my affirmation is that I am favored by God. You know, so every single affirmation that I'm speaking to myself, number one, is very powerful. And number two, I can back it up in scripture. Okay. And the reason why that part of it's powerful for me is when I was sick in 2010, everyone told me I wasn't going to live pretty much up until the time I met my holistic doctors. I would take that walk every night on the beach. And, you know, I would speak to myself. I would speak scriptures and words, you know, I mean, I was 98 pounds, I'm five, eight and a half. I mean, the weight was just going off, going off. This was going on for months and months and months and nobody had an answer. But I knew that my prayers were answered. I just couldn't see it manifested in the natural yet. And so, you know, I knew that they were answered. I knew what God said about my health and my healing, you know, and so it's really important that you speak yourself happy. So speaking to your body, you know, you have an inner ear and an outer ear. So when you speak out loud to yourself, the inner ear hits every single organ, every single nerve, blood, everything. And so when I speak statements, it's one thing if you're speaking or I'm speaking, Laura, to the audience, but when you speak to yourself out loud, it literally has a physical impact on your body. And so speaking life, no matter what it looks like in the natural, and, and really understanding that when you focus on the outcome rather than the symptoms of what you're seeing yourself, that's what affirmations are about. But many people are not disciplined enough to stick with it. Many people, they'll start affirmations, and they won't do it for 90 days. They try it for a week or two weeks or 30 days, and then they stop. And what you want to do is get your calendar out because you can change anything in your life in 90 days. And you want to mark that calendar off that, you know what, I'm going to create powerful I am statements that just really my spirit and my mind can wrap around. You know, one of mine is no weapon formed against me will prosper. And I believe strongly, you know, and taken that authority in my life, you know. So I think that you, you really got to ask yourself, what are you lining up with and who are you lining up with? Because, again, you know, we are absolutely a summation of those thoughts. So those are just a few of mine. And they change, you know, they're not always, well, I mean, most of them are always the same. But then I add, you know, it might be that I was, you know, not having a, a great day. So I might change something that morning and say, you know what, I need to speak health over my body. I need to speak healing scriptures over my body, you know, but really training, training the mind. You have to train yourself to think like that. And then your body responds to it. Jamie, the reason why I asked you that question again about affirmations is because I know that it is a hard habit to get into. It's easy not to do. And Mm -hmm. I am such a firm believer in it, just like you mentioned, that it takes 90 days to change anything. You challenged us to get our calendars out and find out what we need to change. But you gave a very simple action step before you shared your affirmations with us. And I want all of Lip Talk Nation to grab a hold of this. You said, get out a piece of paper 
and write down your I am statements. That is very simple to do. It doesn't hurt you to do it unless you're really constricted in your hands. I challenge you, <laughs> Lip Talk Nation, just like Jamie mentioned, get out that piece of paper because she shared a story with us that was very vulnerable. She was so sick, but she decided in her mind to speak life over her body and speak health into her body and backed it up with scripture. And as of today, I believe that you're healthy and strong and you're still on that mission to help people. So that's why I wanted to ask you that question again, because I'm pretty sure some of our listeners are crying right now because they've believed some lies. They believe that there's nothing else they can do and that they are ready to die. And I want so badly for people to know that you have a choice and your mind is that battlefield. So thank you, Jamie. I'm very passionate about this. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And you know, a lot of people will want you to give up on it. They want you to give up on all of it because they've never disciplined themselves. But you just got to know you're in charge of that. Exactly. And I really appreciate this because I needed to hear this as well. I believe in it, but it's so encouraging to surround yourself with support of other people and surround yourself with the energy of those who believe in you. So Jamie, I believe in you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask you this question. In your own experience, Jamie, what happens when you start focusing on others? I mean, that's when everything happens and goes in your in, in the right way. I had mentioned earlier that we are created, you know, to be a blessing for others. I believe that to my core. The apple's not for the apple tree. It's for those of us that are going to eat the apple. So, you know, I really believe that we are the answer to someone's problem and that we're assigned to people. I, I really believe that. I think everybody, you know, has people that God has literally put in our path to make a difference in. And, you know, when I was alone, very, very alone, holidays were always the hardest. The hardest thing was, gosh, you know, I've got to get focused on other people. And that is, you know, if you're depressed, you know what, the cure to that, go be a blessing. Go go focus on people that are suffering from depression and you'll find yourself being a light, you know, being an inspiration, you know, because you're overcoming something to help someone else overcome it. And so for me, it's always been about get the focus on other people, get the focus on other people. And and when you help enough people to become what they want to be in life and where they want to be in life, you'll find yourself in a position of just pure joy because that's really what it's about is to encourage, you know, each other and that we're better together, you know, than alone. So, you know, I've always encouraged the women that I mentor whenever I speak to get the focus off of them. The me, me, me plan is very self-destructive. It's all about, look at me, look at me, look at me. It doesn't serve any purpose other than me. But when you get the focus on others, then we start to see others shine. And when we help others shine, then it's a rippling effect. I really believe that's what it's about. I really, really do. I love how you you pointed out it's a rippling effect. Lip Talk Nation, do you see what happens here? She painted a very clear picture for us, Jamie did, when she said when you start to invest in others and you you get the focus off of yourself, it becomes a domino effect. You were created to be a blessing for others. We are the answer to someone's problem. Lip Talk Nation, what a great time of year to start practicing this. 
especially if you are suffering from depression. I suffered from depression for 17 years, Jamie, and it was because of a lot of lies I was telling myself. It was the me, me, me plan, but I I almost call it a martyr syndrome uh, mm-hmm. because I was so focused on my circumstances that it took me a long time to get out of. And that's why I want to help people. And I know that's why you want to help people is because you know what bottom looks like. You know what it's like to not have money. And I wanted Lip Talk Nation to hear the answer to that question as well, because it's all about, like you said, helping others. Such a strong, powerful statement in that alone. Jamie, why do you think it is important for a person, because you've mentioned this in some of your answers already, about knowing their own worth. Why is that so important? Well, if we don't know our worth, we can't really help other people find theirs. We have to first master ourselves. You know, we have to say, I need to really have a conversation with myself and God (laughs) and really evaluate what it is that I want in my life. You know, what is it that I want to contribute in this world? And where do I draw my strength from? So if we draw our strength from God and really what he says about us rather than what the world says about us, then we're in a position to be confident and really moving forward, where if we draw our strength from people's opinions, then we literally will be crushed at any no, any sign of rejection, anybody coming up against us. And so it will be a constant problem in moving us forward. So the most crucial thing that anyone can ever understand about their life is what they're worth. And for me personally, I find that confidence in God, you know, and and I know I had mentioned that earlier. It's like, you know what? It's irrelevant what anyone thinks, because if God loved me enough to make me, then you know what? (laughs) then I'm going to walk in that, you know, and and that's where I find my worth. Never in things, never in people, never in my, you know, in a statistic or, or even a success. You can't get your worth in that. You can have fun with it. You can be inspired by it. But the worth of a person, it's got to really go past your lifetime. Got to say, gosh, you know, is what I'm doing going to go past my lifetime? And if what I'm doing, is it being inspired by the right thing is it being inspired and I and I believe that you know when we know our worth and who we are and whose we are in God I believe that it's inspired by all things good because God's good I'm going to say amen, Jamie, right there. Amen. God is good. Find your confidence in Mm -hmm. God. And I love how you pointed that out. And I'm going to pull in what you said earlier from the affirmations is when you hear yourself speak, everything inside of your body is touched like you pointed out. And so that's why you mentioned it's important to tell yourself that you are worthy. And I know maybe some of these questions overlap, but I really wanted this message to come across so strong and powerful because of this time of year and because it is so important to talk to yourself out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror. And I really appreciate you because it certainly does come from God. If we struggle with people's opinions, we will be crushed Lip Talk Nation, did you hear the sentence that Jamie said? If we struggle with people's opinions, we will be crushed. So again, I'm going to ask Lip Talk Nation, what are you focusing on? Are you talking to yourself? And is your confidence in God? All right, Jamie, I have a question that comes from one of our listeners who has read your book. She is a business leader herself. She has a whole team, but she wants to know personally, what tips do you have, Jamie, or maybe some valuable steps that you can share when she's trying to build her business, but she wants to know how you face that rejection when someone tells you no? 
Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I really don't allow no's to even affect me anymore. It's something that you just know that all these no's are one step closer to a yes. So the average person, when they're building a business, when they're making a sale, whatever they're doing, they'll usually quit after the first or second no's or, you know, the first or second tries. Uh, most sales are made after the fifth time. And when we say sales, we're talking about business, building businesses, you know, building relationships. I experienced that when I was in medical sales. And then of course, you know, build my business and even with my book. And so, you know, you just can't take those things personally, because it's really not about us. It's really about them. So the average person is having about 50,000 negative thoughts a day. All right. And so the chances of them saying no to you are pretty high. And so you just can't take it personally. You just have to let it go and know that with every no, you're one step closer to a yes. So as far as building the business, no's are to be expected. No's are going to happen in life. I had just told my hair stylist the other day that even with the um, American Airlines, Delta, all the, the flight situations, they literally double book, you know, passengers. Even as popular as the Disney parks are, <laughs> they double book. And the reason people double book things is because life happens and they cancel, and they say no, and that's just life. Jamie, what a great point. You said 50,000 negative thoughts people have in a day. Well, when you put it that way, it's no wonder people say no. When you're wanting to grow your business, you present a product, you present an opportunity to people. Yes, exactly. It's no wonder they say no. And I love how you said it, Jamie. Don't take it personally. You mentioned that even Disney overbooks because life happens. So what a great answer. And I want to encourage all my business builders out there that it's okay if people say no. Most sales are made after five times, five drippings, five five no's. So thank you so much, Jamie, for that encouragement and for answering that question from one of our listeners. All right, towards the end of your book, you have a quote that reads, a leader with faith and vision goes together like fire and heat. You can't separate them without destroying their very essence. Jamie, will you elaborate for us on what this means? I, um, you know, I believe that a leader that has a vision is very, very passionate <laughs> and they're very driven and they just, it just goes together and faith and vision are the same things because faith is action. People talk about, you know, faith. Well, I've got this vision, you know, Jamie, and, you know, I, I, you know, I have this dream, and I really, you know, I know it's the calling on my life, and I know I'm going to move forward with it, but there's no fire. There's no passion. And the way that you develop that fire and passion is through action because faith is action. So the more that you overcome and the more that you pursue your destiny and the, the more that people tell you no and you get back up and you do it again, the more passionate you become and the more faith-driven you become because, you know, true faith is not you're, you're doing something because you see it. Faith is that you see it in the mind first. You see it in that vision first. And you have the faith to take that action because faith is action. It just is. A lot of people believe that faith is just believing it. No, faith is acting on it. And so when you act on it, that's a passionate leader. And so you can't separate the two. Vision and faith are the same and faith's action. So if you really are working with people who are really committed to their vision, they're fiery, they're passionate, they're focused, they're disciplined, they're diligent, they're not quitters, and they have the faith to keep acting on it, no matter what it looks like, because they know that in time, with that diligence, it's going to manifest itself. 
Lip Talk Nation, if you have not gleaned any value from any of the rest of this episode, I want you to hear those words. People with passion are not quitters. A leader who has a vision has passion. It takes faith, but faith requires action. What an excellent point. The fire will come if there is passion and if there's faith. And it's not just believing, but it's believing with action. Jamie, I'm excited. I'm on the edge of my chair. I am wanting to (laughs) motivate. I want to go and share with the whole world your mission and all about how to become a better version of yourself. So thank you, Jamie, for sharing such great tips with us. So we're going to move along to a lightning round. And we've asked you some fun questions before, but I changed it up a little bit just because it's Christmas time. So Jamie, I want to know, what is your favorite Christmas tradition? Wow, well, two of them. My husband's a candy man. He makes homemade candy canes. He's the only man in the United States that does that by hand, no machinery. And so you know, seeing him make those candy canes and the little kids coming in and making their own candy cane and, and just seeing how that lights up people's worlds, you know, is just amazing to me. This year, um, we're donating all the profits to an organization that I'm actually an advocate for, Jesus Alliance, to eradicate sex trafficking. And so that's huge to me, is that everything that we do, that there's got to be a reason that we do it for. And so, you know, it's fun and awesome as we do that. It's been going on 120 years in his family but to be able to see that tradition be used as a tool financially to go to something where we can make an impact is amazing, but it's fun. It's fun to be able to make them and and just see the joy that it brings along the way. That is so fun and interesting. The only man in the United States that makes candy canes handmade. What an accomplishment. And it's been in his family 120 years. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fun, fun. He's in St. Armand Circle and Longboat Key and, He makes them and pours about 30 pounds of candy, and it comes out on a marble table just as liquid, and then he picks it up and literally on a hook, you know, stretches that stuff, and then turns it white, and then they put the color in it, and then he pulls every single one of them by hand into the cane, so there's no two canes alike. Mm -hmm. First of all, that's very impressive, and then you're giving all the proceeds to Jesus Alliance and help. Yeah. Oh, that is so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so exciting. Wow. I don't even know how to touch that. I want to leave it right there with that question alone. That's really <laughs> awesome. Okay. So what is your favorite color? My favorite color is aqua blue, the color of the ocean. That's my favorite color. Love mm-hmm. it. All right. So I know you're a makeup gal. What makeup item can you not live without? Oh, my goodness. I would have to say lip gloss with a little bit of color in the lip gloss. I was going to say mascara, but mm-hmm. I've got pretty dark lashes, so it would be lips. I have to have lip gloss with a little, you know, the colored lip gloss. I have to laugh and chuckle a little bit. That's a perfect answer for Lip Talk Nation, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's really great. Okay, uh, final question on our lightning round. Do you like warmer weather or cold? Oh, warm. For sure warm. I used to live in cold weather in Chicago, so... We said goodbye to that. I'm a warm weather gal, that's for sure. I'm sure many of our listeners are saying the same thing. So thank you for that and sharing <laughs> that part of your your life with us. So I have a final question. What final advice do you have for our listeners who are struggling with taking that leap of faith and becoming a warrior magnificent? My best advice, you know, with this time of year and, and with the conversation that we've had today 
is to have a funeral to your past and to forgive yourself, you know, just forgive yourself and, you know, have a funeral with whatever did happen or didn't happen and just press the reset button and, you know, write down those affirmations and start speaking life, you know, into yourself and, and, you know, find those people around you that do celebrate you and even if they're nowhere to be found, create your own circle. Go find that one person that you can pour belief into and partner with that person. But just begin again and don't beat yourself up. So many people just beat themselves up. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not bad enough. I had just shared the other night, I did a conference up in Tampa and, you know, I said, you know, you can get Botox. I mean, you can have augmentation. You can do whatever you want on the outside. But the truth is, if you're hurting on the inside, when you open your mouth, you're ugly on the outside. So you can have all the makeup in the world on your face and really look picture perfect on the outside. But if you're hurting on the inside, when you open your mouth, you're not real pretty, you know, on the outside. So the most important thing that we work on is the inside. Because when we work on the inside and we know who we are and whose we are, when we open our mouth, no matter what we look like on the outside, it's the spirit of a person that people connect to. You know, when you look in someone's eyes and you connect with them and you hear them talk, I mean, it's love. You know, I mean, it it either is or it isn't. And all those things on the outside, they're all going to fade. And um, it's what we are on the inside you know, here today when we're here and and when when we're gone, you know, that people are going to remember. So just appreciate you, you know, appreciate you because it's okay to look yourself in the mirror and say powerful things about yourself because, you know, you're the only you you've got. So that would be my advice going into 2016 and and to really um, have zero doubt, you know, and to be fearless and be brave enough to be you. Be brave enough to be you. That would be my advice. Such excellent advice. I am overwhelmed by this one because I am reflecting on 2016 myself. What we are on the inside is what is going to come out of our mouths. And you pointed out, Jamie, to have a funeral with your past. Lip Talk Nation, how many of you need to do that? Go ahead and hit the reset button. Write down your affirmations. Find people who celebrate you. Excellent advice, Jamie. Thank you so much for letting us get to know you once again as a successful woman and a mom. You are a shining light to all who meet you and represent a life in purple. So where can we find out more about you and purchasing your book, Warrior Magnificent? I would encourage them if they would want to go to warriormagnificent.com. That's where they can uh, purchase the book. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. Many of my friends have done it already and I just wanted all the rest of the listeners to find out where they can find out more about you so thank you thank you and thank you for spending time with us here at Life in Purple where the broken can heal and the successful can conquer it's always a pleasure having you on the show Jamie and hearing your story and letting our listeners glean value from your experiences Lip Talk Nation If anything has resonated with you from today's episode or even previous episodes, I want to hear from you. Send me a quick email to laura at laurasprague.com. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed today's episode, go ahead and leave a five-star review. We certainly appreciate you. And until next time, what you say is what you become.